gonna make him an offer again. Funny how. What's going on, Chuckleheads? Welcome back to part two of Dingo Talk. I am Carlo Guadagnino. Alongside me is Senior Director of Enrollment, Senior Assistant Director of Enrollment and Recruiting Coordinator Johnny Falcone, class of 2010. Uh, we left off. You had you, your bus broke down. You got back to Lakeview High yeah. School. Uh, <laughs> you're, you've already told the school you're on your way on your way to a new you're moving to Studentville and kind of pursue something new. Uh, three days after Thanksgiving, here you are. You're in Bethany right. as an enrollment counselor. Um, one, why, why come back? Um, you know, when when I resigned and I was talking to my team, I talked to my staff on Sunday and talked to my team on Monday. I said, guys, this really came down to a financial decision and a health decision. I said, you have to make decisions in life to make money. Um, I said, this is really a very driven financial decision. But when I was looking at moving on from being in high school to college, you know, I always said to myself when I was younger, you know, I want to be in college by 30. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm 31 at that time in November, and I go, you know, or October, and I go, I got to start applying for jobs. So I started interviewing or started applying for different jobs, really wasn't getting any luck. And I happened to see the Bethany job posted, and I like to think that I was just very lucky and blessed to get the opportunity at the time to interview with my director at the time, uh, Becky Pauls, who's a really great friend of mine now, and then also uh, Molly, who was our VP at the time. Mm -hmm. So I interviewed with them on two separate occasions on the phone, and then I came down for my official interview, um, and then kind of the rest just picked up from there. Um, so I knew I had the job here um in week nine of the football season and i just kept it to myself um because of course i didn't want the school to find out the kids to find out yeah. you know until uh, the season was over and we got back and had our final team meeting on that monday so now what was the so the phone interview process i don't want to go into more but or i don't want to go into the process i want to get into is the so you got hired yeah and you got here for your official interview mm -hmm. was it the as everybody else said you got you met with at the time with Dr. Rodenberg? So, no, I didn't meet with Dr. Rodenberg on my um, my my uh, official um, interview, but I met with um, Molly and I met with some of the staff from the enrollment office. That was during October, so a lot of people were on the road traveling mm -hmm. um, at that time because Dr. Rodenberg does um, sometimes go out for us on the road or, you know, the school on the road, and some of the office was out at that time, so I interviewed with... Uh, Julie, um, and who is our administrative assistant in our office still, and then Justin, who handles the database uh, operations, who's also a Bethany alum. And then the other person in there was Cody, who was an enrollment counselor at the time, and then Molly, who was the VP at the time. So we interviewed, um, or I did my interview and presentation with them. And then, uh, like I said, I found out, I think it was about a week later. So there was a, there was, there was a process, too. It oh, wasn't yeah. Just a, oh, yeah. Nope. You, you interviewed and then you kind of knew you had the job. Right. So there's a little bit of a wait there. Now. I had a little bit of a wait. Yep. Now what I did was after I knew I was going to have the interview, I actually came a week before the interview and I start looking at apartments because I knew if I was going to get the job, this was going to be a very frantic move, move for me in a short period of time to pick up and move two hours away with only in five or six weeks. So uh, I looked in Washington, PA, uh, Steubenville, Wintersville, and then Willing, and then decided to go into Wintersville, which is a part of 
Steubenville, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, I had to map out what's the distance, what's the weather like, we drove the roads trying to figure that out, um, and what am I near, and then, because I knew my recruiting area was going to be Ohio, um, so I had to figure out what was my best way to stay close to Ohio or in Ohio to cut down my travel time yeah. for everything, so that's why I chose Wintersville, so um, I live, you know, right in the middle of the city, it's right in Ohio, so I can really get on the highway and be where I need to be within usually two hours for recruiting. Well, and that gives you more of that, that home feel. You're, you're back in a city. Right. You come to work, you come work in the woods and then you go back out and right. get to be a part of the big cities. Right. So that's, that's nice, you know, being only 50 miles away from Canton and 49 minutes away from Heinz Field mm -hmm. and an hour and a half from home and uh, Columbus being two hours away. So in Steubenville being 20,000 people, you know, it's a nice area to be in because it's not overwhelmingly big, but it's big enough for me that everything I need is right there. Now, when you came back, um, was there thoughts of getting into coaching and helping not, out? Or? Not really at the time, because like I said, it, it really physically like killed me. Um, and then, you know, I thought maybe, you know, cause I was gonna be at like the athletic liaison and um, you know, I was helping all the sports and I still help all the sports with everything they need with recruiting days and all that stuff. I really wasn't thinking about it too much and stuff. And then, um, you know, I asked if I could volunteer my time outside of work when I'm not on the road mm -hmm. or wherever, if I could go help. And then, um, you know, everybody was fine with that. And so as long as it doesn't interfere, um, so that worked out well. And then during that first spring, uh, Coach Garvey had spring ball at 5.30 in the morning to 7.30 in the morning. So I got up at quarter to four, um, was on the road by 4.15. <laughs> um, here by about 10, 10 to five or five o'clock, I'd eat my breakfast on the way, pack my bag, and then I'd go to practice and then go to the office um, all day. If I had to um, you know, go on the road, I would come, I would get my stuff from here and then travel all day and you know, do that. So that worked out pretty well. Um, so, you know, I was happy with that, um, you know, from the previous administrators that I had uh, to now, everybody's been fine with it. Like I said, as long as it doesn't interfere um, and it's not taking away from my day-to-day -day work, you know, um, it's been fine. And I think it's, it's really been a blessing um, to be able to help, you know, coach uh, football and help a little bit with, with track, but mainly do my recruiting for the school and, you know, meeting with prospective students and families and everything. So it, it's, it's a lot of fun. So you've gone enrollment counselor, senior enrollment counselor. Yep assistant director of enrollment yep. and now you got to to where you are now the senior assistant director of, of enrollment on the recruitment coordinator side so let's go into that first what all did at the beginning because there's a there's a covid <laughs> covid curveball that comes in there you apparently were and i got part of one of my other shows you were in florida for the covid curveball so, so i was in south carolina so <laughs> so so what happened was um about a week before as covid was starting in late february um at the uh, at that time karen our vice president of enrollment met with me and said we're, you know we're going to give you a new job title and some new responsibilities and i was like okay that's great that Monday, I remember I recruited in March up in the Youngstown area, met, did some follow-up visits. One of our alumni, TJ Parker, is the head coach at Austin Town Fitch now. Um, so he had us come in and uh, met with some kids and met with some other kids at some other schools. And then I went to Cleveland that night. So I was in Cleveland Monday night, Tuesday I had a fair. I did a bunch of um, drop-offs and a couple other meetings on Tuesday. Wednesday, I left, I came back down. Then that Thursday, COVID was really starting to pick up. Yeah. So then on that Saturday, 
we left for Myrtle Beach. So I drove down with the track team. Um, was gonna like, oh, okay, I'm gonna use my vacation thinking before this will be nice mm -hmm. to, to go down. And then we go down and COVID's gaining steam, gaining steam, gaining steam. And then that Friday, Coach Upton got the word that, hey, it was time to come home. So then that Saturday, uh, we left that morning and came up. And then here we are six months later living in the world of COVID. Well, and, and that even threw, threw a curveball for the new position. Yeah. Because you were going to be, I'm guessing you were going to be setting up all the green and white days. So I was going to, well, more of what I was going to do was I had to still continue going on the road for work. Mm -hmm. With my job, there's a lot of events in the springtime, especially centered up in the Cleveland area in Western PA with a couple. And we pull a lot of students from Cleveland, Canton, Akron. Now, we spend a lot of time up there and it's been very beneficial for us. So I had, I think, five or six more recruiting trips uh, to go between March, April, and May. And then, you know, that all fell apart. And then Green and White Day, um, you know, I work with athletics, pushing that stuff with them and making sure we have recruits here and things like that. And Laura, our now director, um, kind of handles all that setup stuff. But that stuff all just, it just all bottomed out. Um, you know, in the spring with the enrollment job, you meet a lot of sophomores and juniors who are interested. Mm -hmm. And then if you can meet them and get them interested and, and they enjoy it, a lot of them will come to like the spring green and white days and come and visit in the summer. And that's been very beneficial to us, especially those spring fairs. So when all that bottomed out, um, it was, uh, it, it, was get creative it, time. It, it was time to get creative, right? And, you know, our office did a great job with uh, pulling together and, and, you know, working from home and doing what we had to do. and. Um, about late March, we started with virtual visits mm -hmm. online. So at that time, we did uh, from late March really until August when we came back. Each of us took a day and we did virtual visits. So there were some days I had six and seven visits in a day, like nine, 10, 11, 12, three, four, five, six, Oof. making them work. So it was nice. You know, a lot of them are done with Zoom, but something mm -hmm. like phone calls or Skype or FaceTime. So, you know, it was eventful, but, you know, the kids understood and, and they adapted, right? You know, and their kids, and they can really adapt to anything. And if they can adapt to anything, then the adults should be able to adapt to anything. So um, it was it was definitely eventful, but we got it going. And then since we've been back in the office, we're continuing with the virtual visits. Um, those virtual visits got us a lot of students' interest from like Florida, the Carolinas, Texas, Places that you might places otherwise they, not go. Right. Places that we would never go and that they would really never be able to come. So, you know, that's a really nice thing. You know, when, when a student does a virtual visit, we do mail them a shirt home and they do receive their first scholarship uh, towards Bethany College uh, for $1,000 a year. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something we really pushed. And then um, they kind of slowed down a little bit and they've picked back up here some. So it's nice to, you know, have them do that and keep generating that interest for us. So still a very good for, as a recruitment count coordinator, I mean, a very good class that came in this year as freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that where a lot of schools struggled, we prevailed um, because students were seeing that, hey, you know, maybe the smaller school is where I want to go because it's going to be a lot safer and maybe not as you know much the virus being around and different things like that. So we were able to really generate a lot of steam uh, with this class. We finished up very strong um, and then traditionally what's called summer melt is when students don't come. So we had a little bit of that, but a lot of students are gonna be coming in in the spring as well. And we can understand that they wanna take the fall off, but a lot of them are coming in in the spring. So it was a really good class. Um, we have a 
pretty decent, you know, group coming in the spring as well too. So overall, it was very good for us. Um, especially if you look at the bigger schools that really struggled because students didn't want to go to a big school and just stay online. Yeah. You know, where we were able to bring them back here, you know, on a hybrid model. So let's go goals for this up because you're obviously now into 2020 is done. Right. You're into 2021, both spring and then I'm assuming fall 2021 is, if it's not started already, it's just on the horizon of drawing those students in. Um, we're going to stay with the hybrid model of, of classes until second semester and reevaluate. Mm -hmm. Um, if you, if, if somebody that was a prospective student or a prospective transfer student or something, what would be the three things that you could tell them why they come here? What's, what's the, what's the, uh, Johnny Valcone calls me and I'm coming to Bethany. What, what's the, um, what I would tell you is that the ability to be someone on campus, that's the most important thing to find your own niche. And mm -hmm. that's something that Bethany offers you. Um, the definitely the second thing is, you know, the ability to walk out of here into a really good job. You know, Bethany has this in its career center, but if you look at what, where Bethany graduates go, Coca-Cola, IBM, Apple, the Baltimore Ravens, the Seattle Mariners, TSA, the U.S. military, Walt Disney Productions, you know, Johns Hopkins Medicine, that's all posted there. That's where our students go. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us come back to Bethany and work. But, you know, a lot of our students will walk into these big time companies. And that's what we can offer you by being here within the majors that we offer. And the third one, I would say that just the beauty of campus um, and the security of campus, you know, is a huge thing because you want to feel safe and you want to feel secure. You know, you want to be able to get an excellent, you know, education and you want to be able to flourish into who you want to be during that time. Absolutely. So those are the three things that I would tell you that we can offer you amongst the list of 100 other things that we can offer you as well. So I covered the why, Bethany. Now I'm going to go more athletics. Why Division Three? You know, a lot of people will look down on Division Three and go, I want to go Division One. Well, let me tell you something. I've coached a long time in high school football and you see what Division One guys look like when you see them, mm -hmm. okay? And then you see what Division Two guys look like and you see what Division Three guys look like. It doesn't mean that just because you don't go D1, you're a failure. There's a lot of great players that come out of D3. You could look at our record setters here and they could have been probably Division II players, mm -hmm. um, but they came here and they flourished because eventually football or basketball or baseball, whatever you're in is going to end. Yeah, and your education to is gonna take over from there. So people can sell you on hopes and dreams of playing Division I sports and that's great. But at the end, and you're 22 years old, what are you going to do for the next 60 years of your life? And that's where playing Division Three sports, no matter if it's at Bethany or wherever, is going to allow you to do it because you're going to be in a great major that's going to allow you to succeed. But I would also say the thing is, too, with Division Three sports, if you do have the ambitions to go pro, you're going to find guys who have gone pro out of basketball. Um, Devin George that played for the Lakers was a first round draft pick um, back in, I think, 2000 with that run. He was a division three player. And you know, well, you don't just have to be the Mount Union, like for football wise, you don't have to be Mount Union or Wisconsin Whitewater. Right. You don't have to be, um, and Steve's gonna be very upset. I can't think of where he went to school, but that's one, well, of, the, it's one of the bigger right. basketball schools in the country right. for division three. Right. Um, 
it doesn't have to be those schools, right? I know there's there's a couple kids out of Westminster. There was a couple kids. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was there was a kid just this weekend that got signed by Minnesota. It's going, and he wasn't from a huge school. They had a good run his senior year, but it, the exposure was there, and right. the, the the coaches and players that come back, like you said, it's not just Bethany that we end up back at. Right. Every Division three school does have that that. There could be a guy from the NFL or the NBA that, oh, you know, he went through that first contract. Did they did nobody decide to pick him back up? Mm-hmm. Probably still in phenomenal shape, but mm-hmm. he decided wanted to move to the next chapter of coaching or being an enrollment counselor, or maybe they have their their masters in teaching and they wanted to come back and be a professor. Right. That's where I, I just wanted. I'm always interested to see the opinions of why Division Three, and you had the experience of watching at Youngstown State. You're looking right. at. Now at that time it's one double A, right? Still Division One athletics, right? Yep. Um, yep. What would you say the biggest difference between the guys you were seeing at Youngstown and when you got to Bethany were? Um, I'll use the example for basketball because I was friends with a couple of basketball guys. At that time, Youngstown State had probably five starters over six foot five, you know. And my buddy Jack, who I'm still friends with to this day from Maryland was a freshman six foot ten center um, who ended up being a four-year starter there. Um, I imagine at six ten. Yeah, and he was and he was huge. You can't he, teach he, that. No. He, <laughs> and he was huge and he was a dominant player, but you know, you can just look by body type and really tell um, because Division One guys and I coached against enough Division One guys when I was at Lakeview that if you looked at them you went, wow, these guys look like grown men. Compared to compared to high school, yeah. yeah. So where I think um, maybe Division three is you grow into your body and you mature and then you become uh, an athlete and a, you know look like a specimen. Um, where Division one guys are like that from the start in high school. I'll never forget when when I was at Lakeview, we played Mercyhurst Prep uh, from Erie, and they had three Division one guys on that team, and one ended up going to the University of Penn as a tight end, and one went to Penn State as a linebacker and the other one I believe went to Youngstown State as a defensive back and you looked at them and you went wow these guys look older than me yeah and I'm, and I'm <laughs> you know they looked older than me and they were that talented because you could just see the way they moved and the way their hips opened up and their stride and just see their raw strength and go wow these really are division one guys here well I think that that wraps it up uh, I'm gonna we're gonna do it we normally do a giveaway I took a week off last week from the giveaway <laughs> Um, we're going to do a giveaway a little different. You guys, after this segment, we'll see Harry Chambers back with his Chambers hat on, and he's going to pick a name out of a hat. And the giveaway for next week is going to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Whoever's name gets pulled, you get in touch with me, and we'll get you one of the lunch specials from Chambers every day next week. One of you. So now I want seven people. I don't want seven people hitting, asking me why they didn't win. If you're, if you don't hear, hear, hear Harry Chambers say your name, then you didn't win. I'm sorry. We'll put you in for the next one. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, but thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Um, and I guess I'll just send it to Harry. Normally, I would send it to him with all his specials, but there's going to be a thing in between his specials. So I, should, okay. I guess I shouldn't do that. But uh, Harry, go ahead and tell everybody who won. One. Hi, this is Harry Chambers, owner of Chambers Store in Bethany, West Virginia. You've just watched another exciting episode of Bingo Talk. We're now going to draw the Chambers giveaways for next week. 
brought to you by Maple Shade Outdoors. Lovely hat in it. And our winner for this week is... Hunter Bowman. Congratulations, Hunter. Uh, you're eligible now to get a free Chambers breakfast sandwich. Or not breakfast sandwich, I'm sorry. Daily lunch special all next week starting on the 21st through Saturday the 26th. We look forward to seeing you then. Hi, I'm Harry Chambers, and you've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk with your host, Carlo Guadagnino, from Bethany, West Virginia, home of Chambers General Store, where you can stop in Monday through Friday, 6A to 5P, or on Saturday, 6A to noon, and pick up one of our famous $1 sandwiches, or try one of our exciting daily lunch specials. We also offer hot breakfast sandwiches and fresh sausage biscuits and gravy all day long. So next time you're through Bethany, stop in and see us.